0: Welcome to The Sound of Peace, this is Benjamin. This episode is really, really special. It's an experience. For the last seven years, one of the ways we've shared the story of peace has been in the format of a dinner, fundraiser-type event. We've used video, art, story, and speakers to celebrate what God is doing, cast vision for what we believe is possible, and invite those who come to become a part of the story through their investment of time, talent, and treasure. One of the most dynamic elements of the past four years has been my friend Tadashi, serving as host and cultural guide for the evening. Tadashi is an artist, he's an activist, an author, a creative of creatives. But more than that, he's a brother, a friend, a husband, and a father. He helps me see, hear, and imagine God as a creative force with dynamics meant to spark in us a desire to co-create with God. His voice has been formative for me as he has walked alongside me and Peace as a board member, but more than that, his heart for God, his friends, family, and community always come through when you're with him. So the goal of this episode is to give you a taste of the evening that took place May 6, 2021, virtually. That entire evening is available on our website at www.peaceprep.com backslash imagine on this episode, you will hear Tadashi interviewing me, and then we'll flip the script for part two, which we'll release next month and get back to our usual pattern. And you'll hear me interviewing Tadashi. Without further ado, this is a sound of peace. Imagine, Imagine what, what would happen, happen if, if they, they encountered, encountered the light,
1: light, embraced it like seeds in their tiny palms. Could you see how they would grow? How different their lives would be if rooted in hope and the impact on those in their surroundings. Able to grasp
2: that, that they are, are more. Oh, uh, So, man, I want to jump into some questions I got for you beyond that because, uh, man, it's been a ride. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a ride. And I know people who are watching have experienced something very similar and yet maybe not as specific to what you have to deal with mm-hmm. in your role here. So over the last you know, few years, we've had a chance to sit and talk. And it's an opportunity to help people learn, like they get to learn about what we do here, how to celebrate what's going on, how to actually understand how this all came to be, past stories that yep. led to current ones. So much, man, and even get to hear your heart. But one thing I wanna know is, from, from just a practical standpoint, what is the last year, especially the day-to-day of last year, been like for you? You know school kids uh, family community like what's that been like
0: yeah as I reflect on it man I think about March 13th right March 13th 2020 that was the last day we had school before everything kind of shut down they declared a national emergency yeah everything kind of started going sideways really fast and just a few days before that we thought like you put up signs to remind people to wash their hands and you wipe stuff down more frequently and then everybody's gonna be fine you know we were just so almost naive and optimistic Mm -hmm. that but also but like, I had no clue what was gonna happen. And I remember that day, right before we were getting ready for dismissal, yeah. I had a stack of letters that I was gonna give to parents that said, you know, we're closing for two weeks mm-hmm. and here's some kind of next steps. And someone on our team, our leadership team, was like, on a scale of, you know, zero to freaking out, where are you? <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, we were made for this, you know? And in a lot of ways, it was almost like um, a reaction, like muscle memory Mm -hmm. to to know that like, God has prepared us for this. We don't know what we're walking into, but Mm -hmm. we know who we're walking into it with. And so the last year has just been a test of that every day. We've had to decide, Yes, remember, we're, God is still walking with us, yeah. even when it's gotten really dark or really difficult. So it's been hard. Yeah. We've had to be flexible. We've had to figure out, you know, how do you get a laptop in every home? How do you get teachers set up to do virtual learning? How do you still connect as a staff? How do you encourage people that yeah. are feeling deeply discouraged because they're not connecting in the way they want to and their whole life's being reoriented? Yeah. How do you still make sure, you know, when you're a school that offers breakfast, lunch and dinner, how yeah. do you make sure kids are still eating and yeah. families still have what they need? You know, we're in our grocery stores, you know our, our Family Dollar and things like that not have stuff for months at a time. Um, And so it's been a year of like seeing incredible challenge but then seeing the people in our community, the ones we live and work with every day and the people outside who are supporting our community really come together to meet that challenge. Um, And so it's just reminded us of that thing that I said in the beginning, like we were made for this. Like we were made um, to respond to the things that life throws at us because of
2: who is walking with us. um, And that's God. Bro, that'll preach that first of all you were made for this second yeah. of all i may not know what i'm walking into but i know who's walking into it with me yeah bro that is ama- that is a level of faith and a perspective that most of us would as- aspire to but when the rubber meets the road it gets kind of difficult to do so but i as you were sharing i imagine some of that muscle building and muscle memory you spoke about had to come from when you First started and mm-hmm. the origins of this. Can you can you share a little bit about that for me? Not necessarily the full thing. Just a moment where you remember. This is where I have to persevere or or, or tuck, tail and run. Like, mm-hmm. what was that moment? What was a moment of? building the muscle memory.
0: Yeah, I mean, so many times. So I think about like that for there was a year where all I did was, you know, meet people for coffee, yeah. talk to people, put people in my minivan, drive them around the neighborhood, share this vision. There Yours were no included. kids, yeah, yeah. no building, you know, nothing. And we're just saying, here's what we want to do. Here's what we believe can happen. And there were many, many moments throughout that year where it would have been easier to say like, you know what, let's just go back, get a regular job mm-hmm. and like figure something else out that's mm-hmm. similar like there's there's other solutions to this perhaps uh, so there was a lot of years but I also remember during those years like moments where people would like give like where I'd see a donation come in online and, and not just that someone would call like someone would call me and say like hey I just want you to know we're with you we're fighting for you we're we're gonna do this together yeah. and then when we opened it's not as if like everything was perfect and beautiful either right, right so right. it's like you start and you have challenges that you're trying to work through with the dynamics of actually running the thing, mm-hmm. um, and then I think about moving into this building, and I think about the, the things that this building uh, responded to us <laughs> with, like flooding every time it rained, right, or right, right, right. Um, getting broken into a few times in the beginning, yeah. or just doing things that, like, you just have to learn and figure out, so yeah. it's like, oh, you get a wet vac, and you mop it up, and you you move the classroom from this room to another yeah. room so the kids can still do what they do, um, so there have just been, yeah, so many moments throughout the years where we did, I think, build that muscle memory you're talking about of knowing, like, Oh, we've seen this before. Um, and I think about that every year as we start is like, we know it's, it's a mad dash to get all the uniforms and to get the school supplies and to get everybody prepared and to get everything ready. But, but we know, um, that God's going to be with us and that people are going to show up. The kids are going to show up. The teachers are going to show up Mm -hmm. and, and joy is just going to, burst yeah, in this man. place. And so you're hopeful every time you walk in this place to see that.
2: No, that's good. That's just so true. Tonight is a night where we get to invite people to come on our campus. And so the, the fruit that feeds your faith as you come here every day, they get an opportunity to see that now, to know that even in the midst of something like 2020 and a national emergency and a pandemic, like they get to see that. God is still faithful to produce fruit in this area. And so, bro, that's beautiful. I love it. So, now speaking of 2020, because again, you mentioned May 13th and moving forward, 2020 was just an interesting year, man. And I, I would love if people watching could take a moment to even recall what it was like in March april may of 2020 and what they were doing what they were dealing with uh, and and how it was affecting them to to live in a moment of uncertainty and and yet try to press forward Mm -hmm. and then we we put our focus on you and we put our focus on peace and we think about covid and and having to deal with that as you run a school as you try to live and and not only be a part of, but shepherd a community. Mm -hmm. And so, man, how did COVID specifically affect the work here at Peace?
0: Yeah, I mean, so like everybody else, we couldn't have in-person school for uh, probably for a longer period of time than others, you know, other communities, because we're just acutely aware that the way COVID disproportionately affected black black and brown and low-income communities, Mm -hmm. we're all aware of that. Like there's statistical proof of that. So we're watching things like, what is the hospital capacity at our local hospital that we know if somebody got it they would go to and we're saying we cannot be a a factor that led to someone having COVID. So for for us it looked like being really cautious, it looked like being really careful, it looked like being really slow um, in decision making but being really decisive and continuing to say to our families here's what we can do. So it looked like virtual learning, it looked like a really robust virtual learning program where teachers were logging on with our kids you know four days a week um, and sometimes a Fifth day to do extra intervention yeah. it looked like food support so at the height of it we were serving 18 families weekly so having groceries show up get sorted and then delivery drivers take those to people's homes yeah. to minimize families exposure yeah. um, so they could stay home as much and shelter in place as much as possible yeah. um, it looked like getting internet in homes for families um, and it looked like just staying connected I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of is yeah. that you know there was not a single family that we were not connected with that we were not talking with on a daily or weekly basis to say how are things going how can we help Um, and just we're here for you and with you and so it's looked like um, the kind of an amplified version of some of the things other people may have experienced but also it's looked like a really um, supportive and beautiful picture of what we've cultivated here
2: Wow man that's heavy
0: yeah (laughs) that's
2: heavy man Um, I, I commend the the teachers here the, the administration, the staff, everybody who went above and beyond. Like just, you know, being here, being a part of the Peace Family, I see it and I mm-hmm. know, oh, you're really going above and beyond what your daily duties would normally be. And on top of that, just because you're a teacher already, you, you have A role in their life Mm -hmm. that goes beyond being at the blackboard but you have a role that is caring for their well-being and you're looking for them to, to find a way to cope in this hardship because the weight that they felt was real yeah so besides the lifestyle of it all how did COVID affect specifically educating the children. I mean, I know you mentioned getting internet in homes and the teacher stepping it up, but how does that look even from a day to day?
0: Yeah, so I mean, one, it's an additional trauma, right? It's a trauma that we've all collectively experienced, right? So you have COVID, then you have, you know, national and global unrest Mm -hmm. around systemic just injustice and racism and so every person over the last year or so has experienced two really big traumas right so that impacts the way you're able to learn and be and just move in the world and then you know you're disconnected in a sense you're not physically present with one another that changes the dynamic especially for early learners Uh, and so yeah those kinds of challenges and then just consistency has been difficult and things like that and so there's a lot of work to do which is why we're starting to imagine, right? It's why we're starting to dream again and say, how can we really focus on educational recovery Mm -hmm. for kids that might've already been behind, now are further behind, and kids that were doing okay, now they're behind because every kid is behind. And how do we really kind of double down on our commitment that we made when we came um, and started the school um, and partnered with the community in that way? How can we double down on that commitment and and really make sure we're we're solving the actual problems that were created um, from our unique context?
2: Wow. You. Man, you just, I love how you were able to sum it up, but as you kind of walked through your answer, my mind was working through the rest of 2020 Mm -hmm. and coming into 2021 and just starting in a real way since the hardships of the families, the heaviness of, of this place, as far as the burden that laid upon your shoulders, and then again, man, the way I would think a normal day would go for an educator, and then to be asked for some to work in person with t- with, with students in class, as you also considered virtual learning for kids mm-hmm. who are at home, and to do that day in and day out as you are also separated from people Mm -hmm. because you're trying to quarantine, you're trying to protect yourself. Man, it's just, there's so much there to consider, Um, man. So thank you, man. Sincerely, thank you.
1: There will be no limits to where they could go. No ceilings to their dreams, no boundaries, no walls. You cannot box a kindled soul that understands who they are. It is apparent. We We were were created created for such a time time as as this. this. A time where they need to know light matters now more than ever. That in a world that orbits at the speed of inconsistency, the tensions of life are no match for heaven's hands. Can you imagine if they knew they were made to illuminate, to shine, radiate like the sun, scattering the deepest parts of darkness with eternal strength from above?
2: Sincerely, yeah. sincerely, thank you. Um, I appreciate you imagining in this season. You mentioned it in mm-hmm. your answer, and so I want to know more about Imagine. Can you explain for yeah. me the theme a little bit? Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I love about this moment is always kind of unpacking the theme and saying, yeah. "Here's the heart behind it." And for us, this is something that we'll talk about for the next year totally. and really kind of dissect more but there's a couple things one is um, I want to remind people that this was born in God's imagination mm. that like God designed and imagined a world that we would live in yeah. and that's not necessarily what's happening right now right. right not everyone has access to live in God's imagination for their life totally. and I want to acknowledge that and I want to acknowledge that God shared part of his imagination with me in 2012 and so we're coming up on 10 years mm-hmm. of trying to walk that out and trying to say to people here's what I believe God imagines for this community yeah, can you walk with us and can you see it too so that's a big part of it and so there'll be a lot of stories over the next year of just here's what this has been like for the last decade yeah. right yeah. the second thing is um i want to acknowledge with imagination that imagination is about seeing something different in okay. the world okay. right it's about saying the world's not looking like we think it should look mm-hmm. And so let's address that. And I think it's, so then it becomes a discipleship question. And so most of us live in this cycle of orientation, disorientation, reorientation, right? right? right, right, right. And so we have an idea about the world or a people group or a thing, right? Something happens and shakes that up a little bit. And then we have to be reoriented. So imagine for me is also an opportunity for us to say, all right, collectively we're acknowledging Poverty, really bad. Mm-hmm. Education in our country, lots of disparities. Mm-hmm. Systemic racism, really bad. Mm-hmm. Lots of things we're seeing as people who follow Jesus, not as they should be, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're disoriented. Well, how can we be a part of reorienting people? How can we imagine together? How can we be a part of saying, look at the fruit of what God's doing in this community when people just show up, when they give of their time, their talent, their treasure, and they and they look at the world in a different way. What could we build? So Imagine is about recasting vision for yeah. people who want to be reoriented to what was God's idea for human flourishing, for peace, for shalom. Um, and so that's what imagine is about for me. It's a deep burden in my heart to faithfully walk out and steward well yeah. that which God shared with me 10 years ago now. Yeah. Oh, my
2: Lord. Like <laughs> So, you know, I hear the word imagine. You shared it with me prior, while you were, you know, deliberating and thinking through it. And I hear the word, and of course, I think imagination. Mm -hmm. And I think, man, that's great because we all have imaginations and we've all been kids and we know what it means to kind of dream and and wonder in our our minds about certain things. But, But what you just described, was not only that, but it was an elevated description and definition because this was in God's imagination. Mm-hmm. But then you also gave aim to it and made it practical and said this imagination now needs to be lived out. Yeah. If there's something wrong and we imagine a better moment, now what are you going to do to bring about the better moment? Yeah. Is, that, is that
0: right what you said? That's exactly that? right. I mean, I think about the disciples in the book of Acts, right? You think about these people who have seen Jesus die, be buried, resurrected, walk around, and their imaginations are rocked, right? They can totally see this guy's worth following, his ideas are true, everything he said came to pass, and what do they do? right? They turn the world upside down is what the Mm -hmm. scriptures say. They begin to care for the poor. They begin to care for the widows. They begin to sell their property Mm -hmm. and put their money together so that nobody in their community had need. Mm -hmm. They begin to radically reshape the economy, the life, and an entire government was sort of overwhelmed by this ragtag group of fishermen and people that had followed this one guy around, who said, I want you to see the world the way my father intended for it to be. Yes. Like, that's the story we're living in. It's the gospel, right? And so, I just feel really compelled to remind us again, this is what we've always been after. And we've parked ourselves in other parts of the story that's been helpful for a season. Now we need to go somewhere else. We need to go to another part of the story and begin to dream about what we can do with the exceptional amount of resources we have in our city, in our country, in our world, um, to look and see something that we were looking away from for a long time
2: in in our lives. Yeah, bro, thank you. That is, that's convicting for me. It's inspiring for me. Yo, that's huge, bro. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about everything you're saying, and, and my mind kept going toward this, this picture of man. I want to see what this does to the community, mm-hmm. what this does to a family or a kid's education for a child who never even knew what was beyond their neighborhood borders to now be dreaming of higher, higher learning and education. Yo. That's phenomenal, man. So as, I, as my mind is doing that, I'm thinking, I want to know now, like what, what are your hopes? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what? There's a lot of things coming around the corner, of course. But what are your hopes? What are you hopeful for? Uh, and what are some of the, the big things challenge wise that are happening that, that you're going to have to face?
0: Yeah, I mean, so we're just really hopeful to keep growing, to keep like to keep building on what we've built in these first six years as a school, to yeah. move into middle school. As we watch our kids physically grow, we're inspired by that. Yeah, and we're man. like, th- we're creating a world that we want them to live in and that we would be proud of all of us living in together. Yeah. And so we're hopeful about that. We're hopeful about being able to build a building, right? Getting into kind of phase two. The last time we were together in person, we were just getting ready to buy this building. And so right. we've bought it. Yeah. You know, we've dreamed, we've planned, we've mapped out what it would look like to build 35,000 square feet yeah, of, of a school building. Um, and to see what that would do for the imagination of our community, right? Yeah. To physically look out your window or your door and see a school building go up. Yeah. That's, I mean, it just starts to take the doors off of what you believe is, totally, is possible. Totally. Um, it takes the limits off of it. So we're hopeful for that. And then we're just hopeful, again, from a discipleship perspective, that more people will walk with us and more people will see what's going on here and that it would transform their lives, that it would transform their families, their jobs, their careers, Mm -hmm. their relationships. Like we're just, we want to be participatory with the people that are involved in this work to say, here's one application. But now apply that in other spaces in your life and just see what life starts to look like when we live this out when we walk this out and so i'm hopeful that we're planting
2: that kind of seed in the world that this yeah. isn't just about what we can get yeah. but it's also about what we can give yeah yeah, yeah. so you remind me of someone that that well you are a shepherd i mean you are a pastor you are but your, your heart is such one of a shepherd and i imagine Um, I was reading recently about the the prodigal son story when really Christ said it's the story of two sons. Mm -hmm. And and then I I thought, man, let me look up the word prodigal. I never thought about that. And I, I looked up the definition of it, and it did speak of reckless spending, but it talked more about lavishing upon someone almost in a sense of, doing it over like overkill Mm -hmm. and lavishing upon them and I realized in the moment it's really a story about a loving father lavishing all he has upon his kids Mm -hmm. and I think about this moment now in my imagination and and I hear your heart as a shepherd and I'm like this is a moment for you to to help bring forth the plan of God to lavish upon his kids literal kids lavish upon them his love and what is meant for them in in God's economy and being image bearers of the Lord. That's that's amazing, bro. Yeah. So any final thoughts as we get out of here? This is that's all I had for you. Is there anything else you'd want to share?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is this has been really good. I just want to say walk with us. You know, mm-hmm. just like really walk with us, journey with us, enter this conversation with us. Like yeah. this is the invitation to yeah. talk with us about what this means and what this looks like um in the world. And let's let's yeah, let's continue talking and doing this together. What What ignites ignites them them is greater greater than than circumstance. circumstance. Light Light is. is
1: a guide to recover the fragments of hope. Lost in rubble and sand, it searches for despondent bones and commands what is dead to rise from the ashes and live again. Light Light is is, where love reaches beyond the boundaries of words. A force that scales the city walls and causes shadows to bow. It pours through windows like the blood spilled at the cross. Light Light is Jesus and the gospel in action. Proximity proximity to the solution of our our afflictions. afflictions. He is our our source, our reason reason to be. Imagine how we will see brighter days. How they will see better tomorrows. How they will know how to shine in a future redefined by their glow. Because the light has come and the light is here.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As I said in the beginning, the entire evening is available on our website at www.peaceprep.com backslash imagine. I also want to thank our friends Gloria and Jay from the Ex Hilo Collective for the spoken word piece you heard throughout this episode. For more information on Peace Prep, you can also find that at www.peaceprep.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the amazing things God is doing to shape our imaginations for what is possible. Finally, if you're enjoying the content on this podcast, please subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts and rate it. If you really, really love it, send it to a friend and invite them on this journey with us as well. Until next time, peace.